You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. And we're off for another fun podcast. Jeffrey? Yes, it's going to be fun. A lot of fun. Of course it's going to be fun. Why would it be fun? I don't know. Why wouldn't it be fun? Just because we said so. Hello, everyone, and Hello, welcome everyone. to Biz Souls, where we go into the heart and soul and business of business and the people who make it happen. Absolutely, and we're experimenting. We're making it happen again. So we're um, we're making it happen in a different place. Well, we're starting to look for guests, and where we currently are recording our podcast, even though there's a little bit of echo here because of the ceiling. Yeah, very um, nice. Yeah, we'll see. It, it, this is going to sound like we're in church, I guess. I wouldn't know what that is. I'll take your <laughs> word for it. Okay, in synagogue. There we go. <laughs> All right. In a place so, of worship. Let's just go there. Okay. All right. So we're talking about uh, creativity today. Oh my gosh, creativity, which is um, not actually not what we're talking about. We talked about creativity last week, didn't we? Yes. Now we're talking about innovation. Yeah. We talked about creativity last part, which is the first step in innovation because we wanted to get to this topic, which is about innovation. And it's the implementation of creativity. So yes. now that, that we've got that start. I'm exhausted there. I know. uh, We've been scrambling a little bit with the change in the place, and we're trying out some new equipment. Again, getting ready for um, uh, guests on the podcast. We had to get some new mics, some stuff, and we're trying those out. We have new toys. We have new toys we're trying. Who doesn't love toys when you're playful? Exactly. But I digress, because that's another podcast that we will do in in the future. (laughs) Anyway, so, okay. So we're talking about innovation, which basically is the next step, um, or I should say, uh, yeah, innovation yeah. is the next step from creativity because you need that creative mindset to be innovative. Correct. And this is about, again, our focus is always about business and innovation in business. Right. And, and we, it, we try to stay on topic about business. Well, we do. Business <laughs> is robust. It's interesting. It, I like it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, so innovation, so you've got to have an environment that, that, that um, promotes creativity. Yeah. And then if you create an environment that promotes creativity, got to be totally redundant, then then from that, those creative ideas, then we can move into the innovation phase. Mm-hmm. And the innovation phase is, uh, it's not the same as creativity. No, it's not. No. No, it's not. So we're going to talk about, why, um, you know, why is innovation needed? I just did to beat the dead horse. Really? What is I hadn't needed, noticed. What is needed. And then overcoming blocks and typical... Um, problems or other things that go mm-hmm. on. And then, of course, we always end with our tips. Tips and techniques. Yeah. And, you know, the the obvious place to start is what the heck is definition? Is, it's a is great place to start. De- definition. Yeah. Speak, Rona. One, speak. Woof. Link a few of those things that we're talking about <laughs> at some other time. And uh, no, that's not what this podcast is about. Okay. <laughs> I'm being creative, which leads to innovation. There we go. I just brought it back. <laughs> and it gets your hormones going. Okay. <laughs> So what do you think innovation is, Jeffrey? Well, so innovation for me is that space between um, your desires and um, between limitations. 
So we've got all these desires over here, and, and the, the desires, we want everything. We want everything fast, better. Wow. We wanted an iPhone long before we ever had an iPhone, you know, so mm -hmm. to speak. And then we have uh, limitations. We have the limitations of technology, the limitations of leadership, the limitations of people, the limitations of their own creativity, and, and the limitations of our emotions. Absolutely. So that space in between, that's innovation for me. Doesn't that clarify everything? No. No, not a thing. And that's okay. okay. I, and I think uh, a big factor of innovation is taking what is and making making it better and making what what could be and it's it's based on i think what uh, what people want and ideas of oh if 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 this happens what happens if we do this and you know incremental steps to improving things to make life better for humanity yeah it makes sense makes great sense okay hope that helps um uh bledlow in 2009, defined innovation as the development and intentional introduction into practice of new and useful ideas by individuals, teams, and organizations. Wow. That's what he said. That's a mouthful. It was clear. It was good. Um, so a guy, uh, a couple of people, Kim and uh, Mom Bauer, Bauer, more, born, more born, Dylan Lee Matheson. There's a bunch of people. Yeah, a bunch of smart people who and came up with with another term. Go ahead. Va value can, innovation. Value innovation. And, and what is it? Uh, it actually focuses on innovation as a process by which organizations find novel ideas and effective ways to serve their current customers and help them identify new new markets, and that links innovation to what their customers want and what they they value, which goes along with an article, a huge article that I just read about Amazon and how Jeff Bezos thinks. And his the, the whole company is all about being customer focused and listening to them and giving them what they want and what they don't even realize they, they need. Oh, I like the way you threw that in. We were having a pre-discussion about this and I I was saying, we're, really, we're, rel <laughs> we're relying on customers for innovation. Customers yeah. aren't innovative. Customers barely know what they, all the, you hear from customers is what they don't want. Yeah. For the most part, every once in a while you get a customer that comes up with a great idea and some, they're being innovative. Um, so I think what Bezos did was he filled the innovation gap. So he completed the circle. Instead of complaining about customers that were complaining, he said, hey, if they're complaining, they want something. Right. And so he set up systems and processes so that they could implement ideas and, and go through the creativity process, discover new ways of doing things. Yeah. He basically flipped the conversation from just dealing with com complaints to, oh, how can we get less? <laughs> how can we have less complaints? No kidding. And, you know, go from there. So. You know, what's funny is we were talking about it. You know, we were th Bezos wasn't the first one that came up with overnight delivery. No, that that belongs to um, Fred Smith, as far as I know, and, and I'm sure he got his. Wasn't he idea. a tennis guy? I'm kidding. There, uh, there is a fresh. Sorry. Uh, let me see. A who was Asher? He was a big tennis star when I was uh, growing Arthur up. Ashe. Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ash. Yes. He obviously plays a lot. <laughs> I know. I know very little. I just remember. That's my sport. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, no, uh, Fred Smith, uh, FedEx. 
FedEx. Yeah. He was the one who wrote the paper. Harvard professor gave him a C, said it was a dumb idea. Nobody needs a package the next day. Oh. And he started FedEx and, and to get packages the next day when it absolutely has to be there. That was their commercial. And it was great. So, so Bezos didn't say, I'm the first one that's going to get there tomorrow. He just said, I'm going to get lots of different stuff there fast. Yeah. So yep. it wasn't just letters and papers. It yeah, was and that else. right, and that that came gradually after. Yeah. Uh, you know, after after it started. Okay, so we just concentrated on on, on one company. Overall, what's needed for innovative? Eat it. Can I say that again? What's needed for innovative thinking? We were at friends a couple nights ago, and and there was a lot of different alcohol around. So so Verona's a little light, you know. She did drive home though. She was the one who I drove did. Home. I, well, I I know my my limits. Two drinks. That's it. 110 pounds. Two drinks. No, this has nothing to do. We just had a really busy morning this morning. We've got a lot going on. Rona's got a program she's delivering tomorrow. Rona's got. Uh, we were doing um, uh, the um, uh, thing for ATD. We're doing. Uh, on Tuesday oh, night, right, we've right. just been going and going and going. So we're we're getting a little tongue tied here on ourselves. Sorry about that. So um, innovation. Uh, well, what's the need for innovation? It well, you need to start with ideation. Get those ideas out there, and it has to come from a direction of understanding and and empathy, and that's achieved basically by by watching the th- the those in action for whose problems you want to solve. So you can just ask, well, why did you do that? Why didn't you like that? You ask a lot of questions, and that's how you discover what's what's needed. Yeah, I'd add to that. Um, it's not just, you know, coming from empathy and understanding. It's you have to go into the conversation and listen mm-hmm. with empathy and understanding. And I speak from the times when I have... I'm not understanding. I'm not empathetic. And somebody's throwing... Really? It never, rarely (laughs) happens. Um, And somebody's throwing ideas at me. And I just, I'm just not open to them because Mm -hmm. I'm not in that space where I'm comfortable. So you really have to work on yourself. Right. Um, And uh, so anyway, when you hear tips and tricks, maybe we'll talk about ways to to set your own personal self up for that. Yeah. Okay. uh, Yeah. And um, speaking of that, you can't innovate without psychological safety. We come back to psychological safety all the time because that's a big basis for business success. You can't throw ideas out if you don't trust the people you're with, if you're not vulnerable to uh, having something not have the reaction you want. And that's why it's important for the people who listen during the ideation process to listen without judgments get your egos out of the way um and just throw ideas you know that's that divergent thinking that if you've you know, with the other podcast we talked about divergent and convergent thinking i agree yeah. and, and kind of relating it back we so we play around with these titles for a while we don't just think of right and we've been playing around we've got mm-hmm. a long list of things we want to cover so one of the things we do is we have a tendency to focus in so we were watching um Netflix or Hulu or one of them, and and they were watching things on innovation, and that's one of the things you see is is these guys are under economic pressures or um, they've they've promised something to somebody, and they've got to be innovative. Well, what always seems to be core, and they don't talk much about it, is they have either a family that's supportive mm-hmm. or they have a person that they're very caring about, right. and that's why they're doing it. So, so I, I really think to get really kind of weird. That innovation How really surprising, Jeffrey. comes from 
You know, it comes from that that positive emotion of love and appreciation, yeah. and that's where the understanding, the empathy. And I'm just from. I'm just keying in on what we were watching the the food that built America. Yeah, absolutely. It was it, it it's fascinating how all these products came came about. And so, then uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then innovation does require that trust. Mm-hmm. You've got to have people. People are not going to put out ideas if if they don't feel it's a trusted environment where they'll be heard. They don't have to be accepted. They have to be heard, and there has to be interest in the idea rather than dismissing it. Because you dismiss that for you know, and you just shut everything down. Yeah, and it is a little bit harder now with with hybrid work from home. Even though you're looking at the person on the screen, you you can never look in their eyes because you're if you're looking at them, they're seeing your eyes lowered and. Most of us are visual. You're, you're auditory, right? A little or more you, auditory and kinesthetic. Kinesthetic, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, Just, I'm visual, so I need to look in people's eyes, and that's really hard for, for me. So it's not true for, for everybody. A lot of, of people need that person-to-person look in the eyes. Here I am. I'm open. I'm facing you. My hands are open, body language, all that kind of kind of thing. And that's that helps with building relationships, which builds trust and vulnerability and authenticity, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. Excellent. Um, they make an, another point, and besides trust, people uh, and feeling safe. Um, they all, um, Also down here we have some notes. Real innovation originates from the fortuitous collusion, collision of ideas. Or collusion. collusion. Yeah, they actually both fit. <laughs> ideas, as it, and it should be no surprise, innovation is best fostered by emerging of minds with a variety of perspectives and, and experiences. Yeah. So again, that's another case for diversity, not just diversity right. of, of different... Get a lot of people in there. Yeah. Right. yeah. And just a lot of different people with different uh, backgrounds and different ideas. Yeah. And so... Um, there's... Can I go? Can I go meet? Yeah, you can go. Okay. You can go. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I was going to lead in for you. Oh. I was going to lead in for you. So, Rona, we've got... uh, Okay, so he's leading in right now. (laughs) So we've got... um, We're playing. We're we're bantering. You'll see a little different tempo on this. It's part of figuring out the voice that goes along with this. So um, uh, we've got different types of innovation. One of the identified types of innovation is open innovation. And then within it, that has subcategories, too. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, um, the original definition of that is a situation where an organization just doesn't rely on their own internal knowledge, sources, resources, you know, R&D stuff. They use multiple external sources, customer feedback, published patents, external agencies, even customers, you know, to drive innovation. And so that's inbound. Or that's just that's, that's just, just no open. that's just open innovation. Okay. Then it goes even deeper, uh, where there's inbound open and outbound open innovation. Where uh, inbound is about sourcing and acquiring expertise from outside the organization and scanning the ex- the external environment for new information to identify, select, utilize, and internalize ideas. The the other one outbound is purposeful. Purposive. Is that what that says? Purposive commercialization and capture of internally developed ideas in the organization's external environment. It gets a little complicated, doesn't it? 
So, <laughs> uh, so basically. Yeah, in our own words. Yeah, basically one is looking outside. So inbound open innovation is taking what's on the outside and bringing it inside the organization. Outbound open innovation is you may be revealing a product to, you know, either online or to journalists and getting feedback and taking that, that feedback to then innovate even more. Okay, so let's go back there because this is a little confusing. Open innovation is what again? Well, now you have to. Now I have to turn back. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Open innovation is what? So again? basically, open innovation is when you're not relying on your own people. You bring in other sources. So that's that. No matter what kind that that is, you're looking at other types or other people. You know, different different places for your ideation. Okay, let's go back to Amazon. So Bezos is sitting there. He's mm -hmm. trying to create something. Mm -hmm. And his customers are telling him, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Mm -hmm. What would that be? Could that be? That, that basically is, is outbound open innovation. They have, well, no, I lied. That is, that is inbound open innovation because they are looking for more, they're looking for more information new information. Okay, so he's doing both then. He's taking the ideas, he's playing with them, he Coming puts up, them out there, right. and, and then, that's outbound. Right, and then waits for feedback, which and is the inbound. inbound. So it's a big giant cycle. Correct. And that's, it's critical for, for speedy yeah. innovation. You need both of them. You right. absolutely need, need both of them. So in orbit, he sends up <laughs> astronauts and then gets and they, their feedback and gets if, their they feedback. <laughs> if they live. Okay, great. Okay, so I'm sure he's a little gentler. Yeah. So sorry. So <laughs> of course they're gonna live. All right. So let's let's move on to the big question. Why? Well, is, you know what? what? It's not a guarantee. Anytime well, you shoot somebody in space, there's a chance something could go very wrong. Oh. Yeah. So. Like like what? Yeah, no, bad things, bad things. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's let's move on from, from space to the space between our, our heads and talking about why innovative thinking is critical okay. in, in business. That's so, great. Um, are we you, talking about what's in our head or are we talking about business in general? Well, just, you know, we need innovation to grow business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, natural because things are changing so quick mm -hmm. and people have become accustomed to something new. You know, it, uh, if you we had given an iPhone, you give first generation iPhone to somebody in like, you know, prehistoric times, they'd be like, or medieval times or the dark ages, they'd be like, ooh, this is great. They would have probably made it's it. It's the devil. <laughs> no, they probably would have made it, probably would have been space, everybody would have been behind it. And they're probably been lost, you can't change it. And then look, you know, well, we're on iPhone 12 or iteration 12, I think. 37. Something like that. So, um, so you need uh, to help your business grow. You need right. innovation. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to plateau and then get left behind. Well, and innovation, they, innovation is focused in the areas on reducing costs, mm -hmm. on making use of different resources, and on, on maximizing the utilization of, of resources you're using. So getting the most out of them. Getting the most out of them, getting the best ones, and having the best systems and processes. And 
by that saves you money. Ultimately, that's what business is about. It's saving you money mm -hmm. and it's opening up your market uh, wider, hopefully. And so that allows you to get ahead of the competition, steal market share from the competition or bring in new market mm -hmm. share, things like that. Right. And, and th that very same thing that what, what you said, in order to make things go, go faster, they have to take advantage of the new technologies. Right. Right, right, and getting into new technologies. And uh, so, guys, you know, I had to do, I, I tried this. I, I got involved with some guys for a grow as uh, marijuana became legal in California because, shoot, I thought it was a Kennedy. I was, they made their money on prohibition. I thought, I'm surely I can make money on the cannabis. This is a new prohibition. Just call him Jeffrey Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> we'll call him JK for sure. Well, As in, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, just kidding, is it? Because, uh, yeah, I didn't, we didn't make money on it. One of the problems we made money on it is these guys were, they, the reason I hooked up with them is they had an award-winning strain. The trouble is they were so locked in that they had to treat and use the same way of growing the strain. Meanwhile, technology advanced. LEDs were coming out. Um, uh, different hydroponic grow is coming out, all these, and they w refuse to change. Yeah. And so it's one of the reasons, you know, learn the lessons and shut it down. So they, they became the blockbuster of marijuana. <laughs> the kind of, kind of. I, I'm sure they're still doing something. I don't know what it is. So anyway, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll apply that learning to something somewhere. Oh, we always do because we're always growing. We're always learning. And I have a quote from Science Daily. Most Did you mean to play on word on that? Always growing? Ha ha. Yeah. Okay. Subtle? Sorry. Okay. okay. Back to where you uh, were saying. But yeah. Uh, Science Daily. Most of the companies operating today are not doing a good job in, tra in translating creative ideas so they have an impact on the firm's performance. Management needs to pay attention to capture employee innovation and implement the create the creative or the creative, the creative ideas. I really am tongue-tied today. Goodness. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe I need to start drinking while I'm, and that'll be better. The point is, a lot. Yes, a lot of companies are realizing how important innovation is, and they're not realizing enough that it can come from anywhere in your company. You know, we always bring up Ed Ed Catmull. Creativity right. Inc. He would have all company meetings and take ideas from the woman who cleans the office or the man to the VP of, of, of finance in whatever the issue is because everyone comes from different life experiences, different job experiences, and that's how you get great ideas because people come from sideways and it's like, oh, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, That's the point. Well, yeah, and uh, I think part of the point gets lost because, you know, it isn't people are now just asking creative ideas. There have been suggestion boxes forever, mm -hmm. 50s, right. 60s. I remember my dad saying, and the joke my dad would say is, yeah, you put a suggestion in there, and then when they open it up, there's a trash can below it, so they just <laughs> drop all the suggestions in the trash can. But Management, it makes you feel better to be able to that, put something that, in there. And that's what, they did it as a placebo. We're yeah. going to make them feel good, like we're actually going to listen to them. Oh, we're not listening to them. Yeah. I mean, suggestion box don't get put in. I mean, we've tried it, and it's difficult. It's not easy to use it. So we'll do a program, and then we'll ask a group, you know, because we're trying different things, to give us feedback on it. Sometimes they give feedback, and some of it's over in left field, and some of it's in... You know, another place. And I actually have a little example of that on a, on a much smaller scale. You know, I have, I have a couple of uh, cookbooks that I wrote called, Does This Cookbook Make Me Look Fat? 
And so the second volume is about entertaining. And my idea, and I was planning, which I did not follow through with because I got involved in, in other areas of, of business. I wanted to name it, does this cookbook make me look dot, dot, dot? Does it make me look smart? Does it make me look entertaining? Does it, so I wanted to, to have that as a title so that the, the smart one I wanted to do for college kids and the entertaining one. And the people who I was, was asking said, no, keep the same title and just do volume one, volume, volume two. And I was so resistant to the idea until I realized, you know, if I'm, uh, if I'm asking for feedback and nine people are telling me the same thing, I should probably listen. You know, did you ultimately listen? I did. Good, good, good. So volume two is, yeah. It's on what my, is the second book? So on, you have two it, books, volume one, volume two. Yeah, vo- volume two. And it's on my, my blog. Does this blog make me look fat? And you can buy both cookbooks on there. My point is I was a little hard-headed because I had a vision and I was so sure that I didn't need anyone's feedback even though I wanted, I, I, I right. asked for it when I was wrong. Yeah, excellent. So, yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard to take feedback. Yes, I, I, I learned to get myself out of the way. So we've talked a little bit about why, a little bit about how, uh, how, a little bit about some circumstances in the past. Now we're going to uh, focus on the main problem with innovation. So a lot of times we'll focus on what's successful about thing, something or what's good about it. And mm-hmm. this way we have to focus on the blocks because the blocks to innovation are winning right now. Uh, oh, you yeah. see them in every company, in every situation. We've talked about the blocks on boards, the blocks from management, the blocks from leadership before. And we're just going to kind of go into this um, little for um, hopefully uh, coming for ways to unblock organizations. So did you just did you just hit all these points? Well, I mentioned I mentioned them. And the first one, our first point down is leadership blocks. Yeah, it's one of the main oh, things. Boy. The, yeah, old school. Oh, uh, uh, old boy, old school. Old school. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, old school. <laughs> this is what we got into a thing about because Rona had told a story about um, her experience at one of the first companies she worked at, and so retell the story so that we can uh, oh, okay. share then, yes. our dialogue. Well, when I, I, I've told this before. I was the, if not the youngest, one of the youngest salespeople in in the country selling media, and the. Um, the the old boy network that was you know managers and VPs things like that um, they kind of patted me on the head oh isn't she cute and I had some some great ideas I thought you know how to make my job easier or our job who were the uh, the salesperson that nobody ever listened um, it was it was I guess bad enough that they had to allow women to sell. And, and there were a couple of us, you know, these younger women, 23, 24, 25, who um, were allowed to come in because we could sell but weren't al- and weren't allowed to have any new ideas about how to improve the process. You know. Right, and what I had what I had said about that was that she she said all these the old white men there. I did say the and, old white because it and was true. Every, that that's, was, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, and and you know it's real easy to get that bias going on there. Yes, they were old. Yes, they were white. I, and my point was, I believe it had been absolutely a, a, a diverse group, 
all ages, all colors, all religions, all, I think they still would have been. I think that that was a time when they, that you, we were still in this hierarchy mentality where these, and that hero leadership, Yeah, we're still in that hero leadership where heroes have to come up with the ideas. And this is what continues. The organizations are not good or the organizations, no matter what they look like, mm-hmm. they're not taking, um, they're not taking um, ideas from, from different groups. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I, I accept that, that point. And it just happened to be my experience. Experience. Yeah. yeah. That's how, how, how wrong generalizations get going and stuff. Well, great. So. You so know. you're saying I'm wrong? No, I was. Uh, <laughs> I'm well, I'm no, teasing. yeah, no, no, I know so, it just came yeah. up. We we and we talk yes, about it so that freely. Is, that is true. We talk about and, it so freely. And I have a list, or we have a list, sorry, of six things that really encompass, if not all, ninety nine point six percent of the the blocks to innovation. Right, and there's an alarm going off somewhere. Do you hear it? I I'm do. Gonna, I'm I gonna, do. I'm gonna go get rid of it. So, so I'm gonna actually going. start. Yeah, she's I'm gonna, gonna talk. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna start. I'm gonna exit stage right. <laughs> because it's all about me, and I'm gonna be reading this. So, so the first one that I want to uh, go over with you guys is about fear, because fear is pervasive in, uh, especially when you're at a lower. Um, a lower level uh, to share ideas. Fear inhibits. It paralyzes. It basically rules the day. Even reacting to something is is difficult. We're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of change, of the unknown, of um, one of my big things, imposter syndrome. So it's, you know, fear this, fear that, fear the other thing. It's just, it's just fear. So that's the number one uh, issue that I think blocks innovative thinking. You missed that that whole. No, I heard I heard it, and I was afraid the alarm could be heard by the people, and I thought it was just very distracting. It was way off. That's okay. Had to find it. Couldn't find it. The the acoustics right now are really weird. Okay. So do you want to take number two? Yeah, powerlessness. Uh, So it's a state of mind in which people think they have no choice; that they're victims of their circumstance. I think powerlessness is, is kind of, it creeps in. What happens is, and this is, again, I, I hold leaders responsible for this. Good leaders, bad leaders. Mm-hmm. A bad leader will kill an idea. Now, the first time your idea gets killed, you, you lose a sense of power. It's like the, the, the wind is knocked out of your sails. Yeah. And uh, that has an impact. Well, the second time it happens, you got more wind out and more wind. And eventually... Just beat you, you down. Ju- you just don't bother coming... You just don't, you're not present when you come. You just yeah. show up physically and mentally. You're thinking about how can I get out of this meeting? And then, and then leaders wonder, well, I'm asking for your opinion now. Yeah, well, you've been shutting it down for the last five years. Mm. So powerlessness. Right. And then what's pervasive now, or it's, it's gotten a little bit better now that things are opening up, is isolation. Work from home, hybrid, and we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, and what, oops, sorry, I'm just doing this. We have a, a small table in this room, so there's just not enough, not a lot of room. Things that are likely to change for That's the next <laughs> one. <laughs> Again, we're beta testing this, this area, so just uh, bear Is this an inbound or an outbound? <laughs> it's bound to change. That, that's what it is. So work from home gave a lot of people um, 
a much needed feeling of, of privacy, of, of safety, of the relief from being judged by others. And then what starts to creep in is a feeling of powerlessness, of paranoia, and being, you know, on your own. You don't know what anyone else is, is doing, and that all reduces that chance of sharing ideas, getting input from, from other people. It's, it's hard to connect with people when you're alone like that. Right. It's like the decisions, like we're going to a barbecue. Okay. Do I dress up or do I go real casual? You know, it's a major problem in California. Is it a flip-flop event or, or is it a, you know, a more dress up and and look like the Hamptons event. Yeah, we have those. And I, yeah, see, I go for the latter, which is usually why I'm the most dressed. And I'd rather be the best dressed at any event than the most casual. Just saying. So anyway, and that's what I want to be goes. the standard by which see. others are yeah, judged. Once you go to them on a regular <laughs> basis, you no longer worry about it. You don't feel isolated. You feel part of the group. And, yeah. and that's an important one. Um, uh, you know, the isolation part also led to a lot of innovation. I think people did things differently when they were working at home, and I think that's part of the efficiency. Some even wore pants, activity. yes. Yes, actually, <laughs> yes, as opposed to sweats. Uh, I just so, meant as opposed to nothing because you only saw up to the waist. Yeah, and Hopefully then some of you got that. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing is assumptions. And because we're busier now, people have a tendency. So your assumptions are your short, your brain shortcuts mm -hmm. to this is going to work. I understand what this is. You assume we understand what somebody's going to say. So you, you don't listen to them all the way. You cut them off, start thinking about what you're going to say. Um, you assume that something's got to be done the same way all mm -hmm. the time. So assumptions are, are shortcuts, and when we have a lot of uh, change going on or being opposed of us, we have a tendency to make more assumptions. So right now is a great time to work on innovation uh, because probably people are running off a lot of assumptions, and those um, it would be a great time to rethink how we approach things. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't. This isn't a block because this is a block a lot of times. Well, it's even the assumption that people can't work from home or do do hybrid, which you made that point, I think, in the, in the yeah, last podcast. Yeah, in the last one and the yeah. one before that and the one before that. I mean, leaders made the assumption the that they would... The horse is dead. No, Stop well, feeding it. The <laughs> assumption that was killing them is they thought, we have to force them here to work. My importance here is I have to control them and make them do... That was the most dumbass assumption. I, it, it's just dumb. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and yet... That's what m bad managers and bad leaders did because that's how they went home and felt good about themselves. Mm -hmm. Instead of, they, they, if they'd gone home feeling bad about themselves and worked on their communication skills, they would have been a lot better off. I'm sorry. I, I digress. digress. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the next one is, is a big one for me. I, it's something that I had to learn to do. Mental clutter gets us all. We, we think we constantly have to be doing something. Doing is not always the way to go. Sometimes it's okay to just be and allow yourself to think. When we are so busy, we're so concentrating, concentrated on what's going on out, outside of us, we don't get a chance to really allow ideation to, to happen. And so we need time to contemplate and once we start thinking about it, which is actually called, yes, ideation and incubation, that's when the subconscious mind sometimes uh, takes over when we're doing other things. And it, 
makes connections. If you see someone in your company who may be leaning back with their eyes closed, they're not necessarily napping. They may be thinking, let it happen. In my case, it's probably napping. Yeah, in your case, it's, it's probably napping. <laughs> That's okay. And our last one down here uh, is tunnel vision. And tunnel vision, you see it all the time. It's right in front of us. So in the uh, 60s and 70s, the number one group advertising against nuclear energy was the, were the oil companies. They were backing the ads saying nuclear was bad because they said it was, they thought it's oil or nuclear. It's oil or wind. It's oil or solar. That tunnel vision is and and it's not just the oil companies it is all these companies that don't understand how much money there is to be made by being environmentally sound this whole i mean the federal government is now coming around to legalizing marijuana now mm -hmm. and maybe we can get back to putting it into products because it made hemp it made clothes it is more environmentally sound than well, and, cotton or the other materials and there's a lot of studies that 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 show even you know CBD without the THC, which is in a lot of products now, is incredibly healthy for the, for the body. Yeah, why destroy a good thing? <laughs> I'm sorry. And, you know, the, I, I just want to add, when a, a tunnel vision is also, it's a version of groupthink. You know, you get a bunch of the same type of people in a room, they're all going to think the same. You know? Yeah, well, the groupthink, yeah, absolutely. All right, it's time for... Tips and tricks and point three. And lovely things. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're uh, as, as I said, we're trying things differently. We, we practice this one different. We did it. So there's a little disjointed I'm picking up as we're going along. But it, for the most part, it's pretty good. I don't know. Let us know what, what you guys think. Because we don't, I, for one, um, almost never speak in a linear fashion. <laughs> um, and hopefully you understood all the, all the points and what we're trying to make in terms of innovation. Innovation in itself is not black and white. And by us trying things, we're trying to innovate the way we do the podcast. And if you're just listening, the only innovation or difference you may hear is the, the sound like we're in a, uh, a cavern or a mosque or what, you know, whatever. And we want to let everybody know that no words were harmed in this, in this program. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the ones we massacred. We, we malapropped and messed up. Yeah, and, yeah, all that right. was all show. That was all for show. Okay, tips and tricks. So, um... It's uh, business innovation. It has to be aligned with strategy. Yes. It's got to be aligned with strategy. That's the most important thing. And so you should think about the big picture and where you're going and what you're trying to do it. And the systems you set up for innovation and for creativity should also be aligned with it. Um, and companies have different cultures, and it should be aligned with the culture and supported by the culture. So I've grabbed the first two. It should be aligned with the business and the strategy. It should be aligned with the culture. Okay. Culture is great. Uh, Bezos's implementation of it would be different than Elon Musk's. Mm -hmm. and, and that's evident in the way they're approaching space. Elon Musk is about delivering, um, you know, uh, it, Bezos is about getting people up right now um, for doing maintenance on things probably and taking care of things. And he's probably about shipping products. Musk is about seeing how far we can go and how we could sustain life and how we could set up communication systems to deal with things. So each of them is taking a slightly different approach. Did uh, you get a chance to breathe during that time? Sorry about that. I was kind of going off. I was, I'm sorry. My eyes are just kind of glazing over for a okay. second. Did you say something? I... <laughs> Our next topic is... <laughs>
The biggest thing for me, I, I mentioned it as my, my number one uh, thing, fear. What's the biggest block within fear is, uh, and innovation is fearing failure. Don't fear the failure. It just means that you'll never do that again. And that brings you closer to success. So that's, that's one. Another really important one is, it's kind of like, thank you, Captain Obvious. Make sure you and your team, because it's, it's much easier to innovate when you're with a team, are on the same page, that you all have the exact same target. You want to be open enough, get your ego out of the way, allow for healthy conflict. You're not always going to agree. You should see Jeffrey and I when we go over our information for the podcast. We butt heads all, all the time. And that makes for, hopefully, maybe not this one, but a better podcast <laughs> and allows us to try new, new things. And you want to be able to have open discussions and focus on everyone's strengths, not their, their weaknesses. Most of all, don't judge. Just give everyone a chance to throw their ideas out because you never know when someone else is going to take a smidge of one idea, run with it in a direction the totally opposite way, and come up with something fabulous. Right, right. When Ron and I have discussions, you know, images of Tombstone come in where he's going, we're not saying you can't have guns, you just can't have guns when you're having a discussion. It gets, it gets okay. pretty, it gets... It gets pretty intense <laughs> as we're talking about things. There we go. I just throw food at him. <laughs> Not really. She's really good. They're, they're all very, very civil, civil, and we have a lot of fun with them, and it really gets the blood going as we talk about different You stick ideas. with that story. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, the last ones, uh, you've got to have a committed leadership. Uh, you've got to know that you have to have tools for fostering information, mm -hmm. which is a good one. You know, make sure that you're taking notes on these things. Sometimes an idea that, that just, you know, lands with a thud turns out to be the real winner after all. And then um, uh, you've got to have that engagement, that team. So, again, you can be utilizing creativity and innovation to, as part of your team development. Mm -hmm. So do exercises, do experimental exercises on what, you know, if we were going to change this part of our, our business, if we are going to change this part of it, let's put a team together and let's uh, work on the creativity and the innovative style. So or, now as working, I like to say, and I'm yes. sorry I'm interrupting, play with it. Yeah. Okay, That's where play good. comes in. Okay. Just, She's got just it. Just saying. That pretty much sums it up. <laughs> that, that was a good summary. I was going to go on for another it. five minutes. She just saved you. It's all good. It's all good. You know, we're both really into innovation and we come to innovation differently. And that's okay because that's what you want. Um, he has pointed out things to me that I didn't realize because I don't think like he does and vice versa. And that's what makes it synergistic, you know. Yeah. Um, so, absolutely. And there you go. All right. That's what, that's us playing with innovation in so many different ways today. Yeah. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. You've been listening to Biz Souls. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you, Rona. Bye, Excellent. Jeffrey. You've been listening to the Biz Souls podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.